All right, episode six. Here we are. You know, it's been at least twenty four hours since I've heard your voice on a microphone. <laughs> and uh, has I, it? I just, no, I no, it hasn't. It. Well, that's because you just listen all day. Does your wife catch you listening to our episodes all day long? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we got a great neighbor stopping by today, so we're let's get into it right now. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello. What's up, all you loyal neighbors out there, near and far? Hey. Local. Yes. Is that how we say it? Was That's it the, Heidi? No, that was the, t- oh, the our camera. Camera Heidi. But you were saying, Hi, the, Heidi. You were saying the hey, like we did like with the Tim Cook impression. <laughs> it's like, one, hey, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hey. waiting for him to do it. He really needs to do it. I think it'd be fantastic. Tim, if you're out there listening, please, please Bud, take that suggestion. Just kind of like... I will spend more money at Apple. Across the stage. I will spend more money at Apple if I watch him do that. I, I will rush. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll get one of those little. I'll spend a hundred bucks on one of those little mini pods. I'm, I'm pretty sure you spend all of your expendable <laughs> money at Apple, <laughs> as is actually. That's not true. That's not true. I, I no. have I have a cap limit of where I'm allowed to spend you do. places. I, I mean, I have my I have my stores and places that I love. Do you have p- specific? Places no. that you know. No. I, I loathe shopping with the passion of ten thousand fiery suns. I can't stand it. That's not true. You you shop for for our for our podcast. That's not shopping. That's necessity. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If that's if that's There's if that's how difference. you're going to spin There's it. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. right? All right. When you're looking for a new television, that's because the the picture has to be upgraded. There's it's, no. <laughs> yeah. It, this is not. Are like, you are you listening to yourself? It has to be upgraded. Of course I am. I'm rehearsing. I'll tell you what, we have enough. Cheery, cheery. We have enough because we have a great neighbor stopping by. Um, local here. Um, I was introduced to this neighbor in a way I never thought I was going to be. And I'll get into that in a second. But this neighbor is considered one of Houston's top dog trainers and behavioral experts, as well as one of the city's most innovative dog education and enrichment entrepreneurs, helping to create a balance between mind, body, and spirit. Uh, she's recognized as Houston's original puppy expert and is the founder of the city's first all-encompassing puppy-focused training program. I know, right? Pretty impressive. Uh, she regularly con- contribute, uh, contributes her expertise to media outlets and television segments, including Houston Life, where she became the resident puppy whisperer. All right, I put that out there. After training KPRC's station dog, Tex, she frequently writes for Houston Pet Talk magazine and has terrific opportunities to work with and train dogs for the Alley Theater, the Astros, the Houston Ballet, and Texas Children's Hospital. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic. So let's get her on the show. We'd like to welcome Stephanie Bennett. Hello. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Welcome. This is great. Nice. There we go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Figure I get a little bit more, a little hoot and hollering. So you know, uh, you know, everyone would ask. You know, do you have a pet? I know they probably is that the first question they always ask you. Do you have pets at home? And I I know the answer to this only because I've witnessed. My pets. Your pets. Because <laughs> if you haven't guessed, I, I met Stephanie through uh, Believe in Dog Training, which is a fabulous uh, training facility for puppies and, and program. Thank you. And uh, we've loved it. And I've never had so much fun 
Uh, training, training my dog. I, I always did self training and stuff with because we have rescues. That's we always do rescues, and I wasn't expecting to end up with a puppy. Mm. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've had a puppy, <laughs> and wow, all the memories come flooding back and like, it's a bit oh different, right? yeah, I was like, that's why I said no more puppies. But there, it was so adorable. Yeah. She just locked eyes with me at two months at the at the uh, at the rescue. It was a place, and a shout out to Camo Camo Rescue. So what's up, guys? Uh, where we got both of our 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 dogs recently. So our our dog Avery, my little dog Avery, is loving being over there. So, yeah. but so I imagine the problem with having a puppy and not being used to it, as you say, so like sit, sit, and it's like no, not shit, shit, sit, <laughs> sit. Ugh. I knew you. I would, need help. I knew that's where you were gonna I go with help. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it becomes a. Uh, you have to. You have to really want to do it. And I, my first dog, I was a little unprepared to have a dog now it was a great dog um but I, I let me ask you this do you have a lot of people that come to you that are are younger that you recommend not having pets well by the time they get to me i probably don't recommend them not having you know but there are times when we have to have a serious kind of come to jesus meeting and go this might not be the situation or the thing for you or the dog for you or you know let's help you figure something else out and then that being said, do you find yourself helping with more placements or taking in more more dogs? No, not really. I mean, I do work really closely with several rescues in town so that if somebody does have to rehome, then I can go to those people and um, they can help me market them and vet them and do those kinds of things. So at least I have that so I can help people if necessary. But that isn't usually, I mean, you know, obviously we're trying to help them stay in the house, you know, is what we're really trying to do. Okay, so I want to know, let's back up, and how did you get into this? Like, what was the, where Where did you find your yourself leading? Like, all of a sudden, you're like, I that's what I'm going to do. Because it, it's got to be a calling. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's just now becoming, I mean, maybe it's been a few years that it's becoming this kind of trendy kind of profession where now there's tons of people going, oh, I'm a professional dog trainer. But you know? you've been doing this a long time, though. Yes. Yeah, so uh, over 15 years. Um, so um, but so I lived in Los Angeles and um, so I'm from West Texas. Um, you mentioned Lubbock before. I don't know. Why. That's where I went to college. I'm mm. a I'm a Red Raider graduate. Uh, but I was incredible. born I was born in California, actually. Oh, incredible! So, yeah, Valencia. So I went to high school in Lubbock, and then I'm oh okay. Yeah, and then <laughs> I went to college in San Marcos, and then I immediately moved to I moved to New York City for two years, and then I moved to California for 15 years. Oh, okay. Wow. So I did a whole bunch of things when I was in California, as one does. Uh, and um, one of the things that I did is I worked in the independent film world. And uh, one of the very last um, movies that I helped with was a movie called Stay that was written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. And in that movie, they had several dogs. And uh, I was an associate producer, which means do everything. And I ended up working with <laughs> the dogs. That's actually a really good title. That's for a actually girlfriend. accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I worked with a lot of the dogs um, just because of my love for dogs. And um, so I ended up doing that, which I thought, well, this is kind of cool. I'm working with dogs, you know. And back back then, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't like it was. You know, Caesar Milan was brand new. 
15 years ago. So that was just the first kind of thing where everybody was like, oh, look at that. That was a new thing. Um, and then just kind of personal things. My father passed away. He was in Texas. Um, and I decided that I wanted to do something different with my life. And um, so I literally went, if I could do anything, what is it that I would do? Um, and I thought, wow, that's a thing. Like you can train dogs. It's a thing. And there's a school that you can go to. So I literally quit everything that I was doing in California, quit it all. And I took out a student loan and I drove to the school, which was in Texas, actually, um, and went to school for four months. And then I went back to L.A. and I became uh, a dog trainer. I started working immediately. Fascinating. So did, did you go back to the the film industry and sort of try to start with dogs in that realm or just totally no, no. I just totally went, and yeah mm-hmm, advertise but I think that all of that uh, all the experience that I had in the film industry helped me later with all kinds of things yeah yeah indeed well I was gonna say if if you is there a continuing education for your degree specifically because yes. uh, you mentioned going and it was you said the program was was how, was it was in Texas it was in it, Texas so but, like it was like a two year program or like no this was only a four month oh program. four months okay yeah. sorry you so said it was okay. four months and um so we lived there right we lived there it was four months and so it was very um you know everybody's there and you're doing you get a dog from a rescue um so everybody starts green with a dog that doesn't know anything which is great because you rescue they rescue they get those dogs from rescue rescues they teach you how to train them and then those dogs are obviously very adoptable after that because they're highly trained yeah it's wonderful how um, many I have to ask this though how how many of you guys ended up with <laughs> with that dog? I would say over fifty percent. Okay, sure. yeah, yeah. I did for sure. Of course, he was. My, he, you know, he was my, my. I mean, just you're gonna spend that much time uh, and that much effort. It's just like indeed. I, yeah, it'd be crazy not to. Bomb, like, yeah. all right, little buddy, see ya. You know, it's like no, come back. Right. And I, I what, assume these were not puppies. No, no. And one of the things that they told us was that, you know, if you, you know, make this your career and you work, then, you know, you might want to keep this dog as your what we would call a demo dog, because you probably aren't going to have this kind of time ever again to train a dog like this all day, every day. And that is absolutely been 100 percent true. Um, So. um, So, yes, I was there for four months and then I went back to L.A. and I started working immediately, luckily. um, And then I um, went to a seminar where I got I met my mentor and through that um, through my certification it doesn't they don't really give you a degree um, but um, and since I went there they have developed certifications because the unfortunate thing is is that dog training is unregulated so anybody can say they're a dog trainer literally we can anybody can say anything they want they can add letters and things and say whatever they want so they have now tried to create specific certifications for certain kinds of dog training and all that kind of stuff. What what's the uh, what would you consider the most fun sort of like certification that you could get as as a dog trainer? I mean, I love the trick stuff. I guess it just is whatever you love. You know, we do pet dog training as you know, um for pets. And so, you know, the trick training and the specialty stuff that we do, it's all for fun for people who have pets and want to just have fun. You know, the other side of it are the people who are really serious about competing with their dogs with the dog sports. That's kind of what I was going at I mean, because my my former dog he was he was a rescue but husky lab shepherd mm. loved frisbee and he would I mean I, I man I, I he could leap I don't those pool I don't know if you ever seen him on on ESPN or they have those dog competitions where they the dog they, divers yes the dog divers he would love that like yeah. that he would do that in into a pool I mean he would dunk his head in and he loved swimming and frisbee 
And I was kind of sad that we we always just did it for fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just yeah. went to the park did it for fun. We, ne- we I never got that serious into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But is there levels that they actually hire you guys people out like that have your certifications for certain level of competitions? Are they like is there a requirement that you have to have something like that? So again, we are doing so. It's CCPDT, so it's the Council of Certification for Professional Dog Trainers. And so again, most of us are working with write pet that, people. Write that down. <laughs> My little fingers C-P-D-T. are going. I, I, right yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, just I remember, quiz later. professional dog trainers. So, um, but no, most of us are working with pet dogs now because it's a really, it's really a whole different kind of a deal when you're working with. Uh, sport dog stuff, right? The competitions of whether it be um, obedience competitions or agility competitions or the dock diving and stuff like that. So the people who do professional dog training stuff, they're very serious about the whole thing. And it's a little put off-putting for people who are just like, I just want to do fun stuff, you know? I mean, um, have you had anybody in that realm that's come to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I was going to say, it sounds like you're like speaking from personal experience of, of working oh, with Oh, for people. sure, for sure. She's like, I won't name names. And, I'm <laughs> and people, my clients will come and they're like, they were like really mean and, you know, I mean, and they also will often use punishment stuff, which we don't do at all. Um, and so uh, I find them to be very in, uh, intense and um, maybe not like, you know, as you know, we are very much about fun and games and relationships and things like that. And, um, you know, witnessing people getting mad at their dogs for not doing perfect and stuff like that's really it's like, mm. But there it's are a bit disturbing. Yes, and there's a lot of great people who do it. It's just not my thing. I would rather just be able to do it for fun, just to enrich the dogs. Were Were you raised? Did you have pets in the in family growing up? Indeed. Yeah, we had so there was always you know at family gatherings more dogs than there were people. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. gonna say it, it sounds like you've you've been around, dog, but and let me ask you this: since you mentioned the the positive reinforcement, were you as a kid disciplined more? Was that your parents' style, just N- time frame really, wise? Not really, but you know, but as far as m- me being a child, but the dogs that we had, that was very old school. Like I remember the old school training that they, you know, oh, it was the bad the, dog, or the bad no. dog, and uh, even like spanking with a newspaper or rubbing their nose and pee or poop when they, you know, that kind of stuff, or you know, with the, you know, my dad. I remember one time. It's so ridiculous stuff when you think about it. You know, the dog was chewing on a branch, and so he tied a branch to his neck. As if, you know, I mean, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And you still oh, hear wow. those kinds of old school things. You yeah. know, they still, they hold on. They hold on. We love our pets. And and I want to thank you personally because it's, it's you know, I've enjoyed having a puppy again, you know. Um, and, and and my wife laughs at me because I, you know, now I'm matching. I'm like, I got to get her the, got to get her the collar. Oh, we got to get her the snuffle mat. Oh, we got to get her these. And <laughs> she's got more gadgets and toys. She's got more ways to eat. Our dogs now have more ways to eat their dinner than I do. <laughs> you're not gonna do the you're not gonna do the whole like Halloween dress up thing with the Mario. Oh yes, with, like, uh, oh yes, I am. Oh, it's too late. Yeah, oh yes, I am, man. <laughs> of course, we've already done that. <laughs> yeah. We're way past that. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh goodness. Do you want to? Do you want to know? Okay, so if there was a friend who, or if you did a Halloween party this year, we would have we would have cleared it with you, but we would have dressed up. I, I went to Disney. I got my lightsaber and stuff. My little dog would have been Darth Vader <laughs> with the little. And and the other one would have been our our Shih Tzu would have been a, a an Ewok. Wow! <laughs> you know they they do make pills for what he has. He just refuses to take them. That's uh, that's okay. That's okay. All right, back back to our guest though. So when you obviously you have dogs, how many dogs do you have personally? I've I've witnessed two, maybe, maybe. no, maybe. 
Yeah. One for sure I know of. Right, right, That's right, about right, it. right. I have three. Oh, three. Okay. Um, and I typically, um, I've had three forever. Uh, but um, sadly, it has been, I had three for a very long time, my three boys. And then within the past two years, they have passed. Mm. And now mm. I have, and now I have just slowly, again, I never, ever go looking for them. They just <laughs> the <to> universe <laughs> just brings them to me. Uh, and so, you know, when I had two, I was like, well, I'm going to wait. And then the universe brought me the third one. So, but I have three. I had three um, that were, my, you know, my that I really learned from. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn something from every all of the dogs, um, and then as they pass, then they were replaced by the universe, just kind of one at a time. So now I find myself with three small dogs. I never thought that that was going to happen. Three little dogs, and they're all quite young now, still because of. That. And you never had a preference for for breed or anything like that. No, not at all. But, um, but uh, because I just, you know, the universe brings me what they bring me. But I did, you know, my last dog that passed away was a pit bull that I found on the street, um, oh, wow. and. Um, um, you know, Houston is so full. Houston is the, literally like the worst place in the world for homeless animals. There's like they average like two million or something like that. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, responsible irresponsible dog ownership. So many pit bull mixes and things like that. And then the universe, as you know, had completely different idea for me. And we had an owner surrender, and I ended up with a white fluffy Havanese mix. <laughs> I am so happy you just said the word floofy because my daughter, I have a 10-year-old and and she is desperate for a floofy dog, Mm. honey, if you're watching, I know. If and, she's and watching, she, I, I, there's a, a lot of things I shouldn't have said already. Oh, she's used to it. Don't <laughs> worry, Brian. You're in the clear. You're in the clear. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, just Mr. Chambers dropping F-bombs. I'd be lying if I said there has been multiple times. I'd say, honey, ask me when you're older. Uh, um, but well, not about the dog, about our show. Don't worry, Chloe. Oh. Yeah. An, another another year, and you're going to learn so much yeah. more. But, but yeah, but, but she, she loves calling little dogs floofy, floofy. so I'm happy floofy. to hear somebody else say floofy. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm now thinking of what we can teach her as we go through the... Oh, Darling, you don't need... Mr. Chambers can teach you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. Um, but So the third dog, what is the third little little dog? So he's my newest one. He's a Havanese mix. Um, and as Brian knows, this was a owner surrender. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Two were lost in the past couple of years. I see. Yes. And so she was... A, I mean, this one is an owner surrender. Um, and the... So one of them is a little, very, very anxious little girl who came from a rescue, asked me to help socialize her at five weeks old because she'd been dropped on her head and had seizures and all kinds of stuff. Mm. And so I took her and then I realized that very quickly she was not a normal girl. Um, And so I thought I I need to keep her because I'm not sure who else is going to be able to handle this. So anyway, so I have her who is some kind of a Chihuahua schnauzer mix. Um, And then I lost my Jack Russell who came from my dog training school. Um, He was my demo dog. And I went and tried to find, you know, this is what I, even I do it, right? I went to try to find a replacement um, I found a rescue dog that looked very much like him. I did a DNA test. No Jack Russell at all. <laughs> and not a demo dog by any stretch. Um, so, just a free spirit. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'm not working. I don't want to work. You know, no thank you. I mean, he just was not about that. And um, so I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Um, and then um, the Havanese entered my life. And um, so now he is my new demo dog. My personality, I probably would have wanted to be a lazy dog. Like a, like if, if I were to choose to be a dog i probably would want to be like i'm just gonna enjoy life you know as i was like let me be a beach dog or something like that or yeah. put me on a boat where i can you know just see so many things that's what i feel like but this is shocking from the guy who puts a seat warmer on for his dog when it's in the passenger seat that's, uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm just yeah, saying very surprising. all right well, what kind of what what would your dog be what would your dog personality be you ever see lady in the tramp of course tramp <laughs> 
Tramp. Tramp? <laughs> Are you that? You're not that cunning, though. <gasps> He cuts me deep. That was painful. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to pay for that one later. I was like, <laughs> and no, I'm not rolling a meatball to you on a plate. Even Tramp so. settled down, buddy. <laughs> Just don't settle for me because our wives already think we left them for each other. <laughs> so, uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear, um, indeed. I know, I know. Okay, so with all this going on, I got to ask you, do you have any time for a personal life? Yeah, that's I, rough. I mean, do you get, do you get, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, or is it just, is it just dogs? I mean, do you, I mean, do you find time to go out? I, I mean, try, I try. So okay. um, I don't know if you know this, but this part of it, part of this new business was um, when I moved to Houston about mm, 13 years ago, I started another business and I had a business partner. And um, six years later into it, we had a business divorce and it was super painful and horrible and all of the things um, that divorces are, although there was a business divorce. And it was this business that I started with all my blood, sweat and tears and it was a whole thing. And then to walk away from that was horrible and hard. Um, But I did have the intention of starting something else, but it was, you know, starting it over again. Um, Although luckily I already had a reputation in Houston, so it wasn't that hard, but this time I actually, you know, bought a building and you know, starting a, over, still starting had over, had a loan, yeah. you know, all the stuff. And so that made it even harder. So for the past five years, I've been doing that again. Um, although now this business has been going strong for four years now. So we're starting to kind of, you know, and I have a really great team. So slowly uh, getting people on the team and learning to delegate and things like that, I have more and more freedom. I have more freedom now than I ever have probably, meaning to take time off and actually went on a like random little vacation last week um, and things like that. So, um, so yes, I do try to, and I want to be able to work with my own dogs, you know, but I do have, um, uh, I try to have more free time and spend time with the family and things like that. So you're finding more time, which is great, and that, and good for you. I think everyone needs it. Oh, um, for sure. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So, but no relationships or anything. Just animals. Is that? Oh no. So I do have. Uh, oh, see. All right. Now we're yeah. now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> okay. There we go. Yes. Uh, so I do. Well, you know, it's brand new actually in Dece- the end of December that I have a fiance. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so Beautiful. much. Um, Did he I, have a dog come out with the ring? Uh, no. No, um, okay. That would have been really great, but no. Um, <laughs> know uh, your audience, man. <laughs> but I am like, you know, the wedding would be, there should be a dog, you know. Uh, but um, no, so, but we have been together for a while, um, for uh, about five years. And so um, this is a new kind of development. But I don't have children on my own. My dogs have always been my children. But he has three children, although they're mostly grown now. Um, so, but they've have been in high school for the past three years. So we just now, they're now graduated and gone off to college. So well, yes, so there is a family ish kind of a thing. Yeah. There's um, a unit there. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. So that, but I do have that. And so that, that is a, th- that's a real thing, right. Of, um, trying to find balance in, because I've, I've been accused more than once of being a workaholic. I, but the good news is I love my job. I yeah. love it. And I'm so proud of it and I love it. And I love what I do and I love going to work and I think I'm really lucky that way um but i love it i could stay all day there um and not even think about it so clearly very very good at it i have a question about that though so so you said you started the new business um we're going back how many years again for for your current five years five years Uh, the building has been open for four years but i actually started it five years because it took a long time to build out the building and you've been in houston for around about 13 13, total years Mm -hmm. so 
becoming sort of the the household name of of pet dog trainers, at least in Interloop Houston, if not yeah. Greater Houston. Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of advertising, or was that all just word of mouth? People coming to you, hearing what you do. Like, how was it or, organic? The way that grew, I'm very curious how you sort of become the yeah. superstar. You know, I was. I guess little things happened that where I was lucky. I when I first came, um, I had um, some friends that introduced me to the editor of Houston Pet Talk. They introduced me to Dana Tyson, um, who is a DJ on um, Sunny. Okay. Uh, and um, she was able to do more of what she wanted at that time. And I met her, and she had me on in the mornings um, for a little while. Um, and uh, I immediately started writing for Houston Pet Talk. And because I'd been in L.A. and, fi- and I'd already learned about this kind of you know networking kind of a thing, I showed up, and I went immediately and tried to meet everybody that I could that were it, that was in any of the you know dog training, dog daycare, anything like that, dog stores, all of that stuff. I introduced myself. I did all of that. Um, and I um, immediately started my own business and I started um, teaching classes for people um, and then but you know I will say I've just I've never spent a lot of money on um, advertising uh, it really is just one client at a time just word of mouth word of mouth word of mouth and then you know little things like writing for the magazine um, and then being on the radio show and then now you know doing Houston life and all that kind yeah. of stuff of course spreads the word that is 100% my most favorite uh, way to hear about somebody who is talented and successful as you are because it takes months to get a client and seconds to lose them. It, this is true. This mm-hmm. is true. But but just knowing that it grows organically, you have to have tremendous pride. I imagine you're very very um, proud of what you've accomplished, for lack of a better term. Just because that's that's wonderful you, to know that people are talking about you and spreading the word. Oh, you have to go to Stephanie. She's the best. It's so much better than saying, oh, I, I found your you know, doggy daycare, your, your doggy training facility, rather, in a newspaper clipping. and Yes, you know, yes. Oh, you, it's you were the awesome. one that's closest to me. And now, because I've been here for 13 years, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, it makes me feel really good because the puppies that I trained when I first got here are now, unfortunately, you know, they're starting to pass, and then people get a new puppy, and now I see them again. You know, they they come and find me again. That's very cool. Which is like, oh, it's the best, you know. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, you know, and I can't, I, sometimes I'm like, in my relationship, I'm like, well, how come you can't be as proud? Meaning you should let me spend every second of the day over there you know but um but yes I again like I said I'm so fortunate and lucky and I never thought I'd move to Houston when I was living in LA Houston was not on my radar as far as that goes you know but um but Houston has been very kind to me in that way as an entrepreneur who showed up by myself and went what can I do literally just on my own um so that is um Houston has been really great to me like that that's spectacular oh, that's a, I, I think that's it's a great, great city a great story. I'm very, very yeah. proud great of the city for too. how much support you can get as an yeah, entrepreneur for and a sure. small business owner now mm-hmm. are, are you forced seen your fiance to uh, partake in in training classes or or oh, ma- yeah. are getting him engrossed in the business a little bit more he, is, is he in is he in that realm at all like uh, oh no he's no. an attorney oh okay oh yeah completely completely no he's an attorney um, <laughs> she only trains puppies he was a full-grown dog <laughs> when she found him yeah. but it's the same you know training children training husbands training dogs it's all the same oh thing. no no <laughs> She doesn't mean it, Misty. That's not that's not how we do yeah. it. It's all the same. Fifty percent of our viewers are going, uh huh. Like, Hell no, you know. You just split it right down the middle, right there. Right, right. Yeah. So, so how much of the is is he being involved with stuff? You know, it was very a uh, happy uh, incident that he was. It's just a circumstance that he was an attorney when I had a business divorce. You know, that came in very handy. To oh, have is that, that is that how is that how you guys met? 
No, no, oh. no. We had met. We had just had a. We were, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. It was a brand new relationship, and then I started to leave. So he helped me. That was really fortunate, um, because I that was, you know, I don't know how I would have done it without that. Okay. Um, so, but no, he is not um, in that world. But you know, he's been forced. He is just, you know, drowning in it now. Uh, but he, uh, because I have so many dogs, and um, uh, you know, the dog world that we live in, and um, he's learned a lot. But every time we've gotten a puppy, he has. I have made him take a class. So, and he just hears me talking about it. And before the building was done, I ran the business out of the house, you know. So he's been very accommodating and very nice through this very stressful time of building the business and getting it running and well, all that kind of stuff. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, yeah. I'm always glad to hear that. So, so I am, I am super uh, Im- impressed that what one, I mean, the ultimate vetting for anybody is to go through, you know, meeting somebody, having a romance, and they've got children in high school. Yes. And if you all survive that, it's yeah. meant to be. Yeah. So. Double congratulations for that. <laughs> oh, thank that's you. Going to be, you know, uh, but in, in addition, that he stuck with you uh, while the new building is being built. That's fantastic. It must have been very, very stressful. But I am curious yeah. to go back a little bit in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm the timeline guy on the show. I can't help it. I know. Sure. I know. It's what I do. Um, when you decided to come to Houston, you, you mentioned earlier that you had a mentor mm. outside when you left school, went back to L.A. Mm-hmm. And from your um, from your write up that I've seen, that's that's Dr. Dunbar. Is that that's correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. Ian Dunbar. Okay. Yeah. So was he puppy centric in all of his work as well? Is that how that evolved? Yes. Yeah. He, um, uh, in the way, in such the way that he started the first off-leash puppy class in the 80s um, and kind of changed the dynamic of puppy training by doing it, you know, so much, I mean, so much of what I've learned is from him. And so what happened is he was traveling the world at that time a lot. He stopped doing that since, but he's traveling the world. And so when he was anywhere near where I was, I would go there. And then he, he took me on to help him he always needed someone to drive him and you know and things like that and set things up for him and things so um he taught me an enormous amount still does um but the best thing that he ever said to me was you should specialize in puppy um and at that point I was like no I'm a very you know serious behavior modification dog trainer and why would I specialize in puppy smartest thing I've ever done um and then also um he said uh, you need to get off of the telephone um, so those two things were the biggest, the best pieces of advice um, that I've ever gotten from him. What do you mean by getting off the telephone? Meaning that um, a lot of this is, so when people call um, and they don't quite know like what training program they're going to be in or to find out about the training programs or stuff like that, I can sit on the phone forever and give all kinds of free advice and, and that kind of thing. So you need a really, it's very, very important. He taught me this to have a really good person on the phone and it should not be me. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that, but it makes perfect sense. Yes. That's the most important person, really, at the business, right? The person that answers the phone. It does make a lot of sense. I do that with swim swim clients, too, Like they'll because they'll ask me, well, what do you think? Well, this is what I want to know, and I'm the same way. I could probably sit here and and give you a 30 to 45-minute discussion on – Technique and training right. to this, but and then you're not it, working with the swimmers, right? So, you're swimmers, swimmers, so that actually split, makes yeah. sense, right? And I can't say no, and you know, all about delegating and things like that. But you know, specializing in puppy, I thought there was never a chance in the world when he said that that I would be able to have. 20 puppies a day, which is what we have now. Um, I thought, there is no way. I started out with like five. 
on only Tuesdays. <laughs> so uh, that that happened, and I was like, there's just no way. But now um, it's become a thing, and so uh, meaning a puppy day school kind of a program, it's become a thing. And you know, when my clients move elsewhere or they refer someone, it's hard for me to find it. I mean, there are them; they do exist in the country, but they're hard to find. They're, there's not that many people who do that, only that, and have a school that specializes in it. Now, because I've, I had have had staff that I have trained that have since left me <laughs> in Houston, there are now like options, you know, there's like four people trying to do that same thing. Interesting. Well, you know, I always say, you know, you can, you can always learn from someone and try to do, but you'll never be that person. That's, yeah. that's why people come back to, to you. Yes. And, and, and I think your staff is great. I love the staff over there. I think they're, they're wonderful, but I have also witnessed working with you as well. So, and I, you can, you can clearly see a distinctive difference, mm. not in a, not in a negative way, um, but you can clearly see that there, there's just, uh, there's something about it. There's just a level that you can kind of just, you notice right away. Right, right, right. Um, so we're going back a little bit since Philip brought us back listeners. I, I got to ask you when you mentioned starting out with five puppies, Right. And only on Tuesdays. <laughs> it, to me, it was like, was there it's Stephanie? A, no, it's not Tuesday. Only on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, only on Tuesdays. <laughs> That's true. Uh, was, that, was that like really hard for you? I mean, was that a struggle financially at that point? I mean, trying to I, I mean, because you were starting from scratch and just to say, well, I only had Tuesdays with five puppies. So what happened is, is I came here and I just started on my own a private training company where I would come to your home and do private training with your pets. Then I met through, that was for three years, and I built up my reputation meeting all the vets and all the people and all that. And then I met my business partner, my soon-to-be business partner. And the good news about her was is that her mother had all the money to help us fund it. So that was one thing that was easy in the, the first business that I started is that I had the experience, she had the cash. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to, we started a daycare training business. So it was a, I was going to do classes and private lessons, but also a, a training-based daycare. And we were the only ones in Houston that were doing that at that time. And, you know, because nobody does that kind of thing because it's not the cash cow, because boarding is the cash cow, grooming is the cash cow. Um, and so along with the training-based daycare, I was going to start the puppy preschool program because, you know, I, wa I knew we wanted to do puppies, but we just didn't have, we were such a brand new business and all that stuff. I was like, okay, we'll, we'll just do it on Tuesdays. And I thought, you know, the goal is someday we're going to have it every day or whatever. But so only on Tuesdays. And then, you know, we started with one and then two. And then for a while, it was like five every Tuesday and then it just literally just grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, well, I mean, that's good to hear because I was picturing you like sitting around with five puppies eating ramen. <laughs> You know, like, they're just all over. right, right. Yeah, yeah no. like a scene from like, Dalmatians. They're just <laughs> right, right. It's right. falling it's over. It's each just other. us guys. It's, it's you and me. <laughs> right. So, uh, well, that I mean, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, well, so so you, you mentioned you're up to about twenty puppies now at a given time. Yeah, and you're working, including yourself, a staff of how many? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah that's a. That's a. And is large, your, is small your, business. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But is your staff referrals, or do you... 
Uh, like how do you, how do you hire? I'm it's not, so I'm hard. Curious. That's you know when if you're going to start a small business, the one thing that I didn't know was probably is the hardest and the most time consuming is staffing. You know you just spend so much time on that. It's so hard. And uh, as you know, our staffing requires a lot of training. I can't just hire anybody off the street. You know we train them, and so it's not easy. I can't just have like volunteers come because I got to train them a lot, um, especially to be able to teach classes or work with puppies or whatever. So um, a lot of them I mentor a lot. Um, for some of the different um, schools. Right now there's several, there's lots, you know, and a lot of them are online, and so they look for professional dog trainers to mentor their students. So I always do that. I like doing it. I love doing it. And so, but I will find people that way. Um, you know, I will go and search now. You know, I do go on Indeed and look, and look to see who's hiring dog trainers, because there's a lot of people now who've just kind of gone from one facility to another, you know, it just sure. becomes that way. Um, but, uh, and but you know, the good news is that some of my best clients, I mean, best staff have started out as clients. Um, no kidding. Yeah. I was about to say, maybe there's a future for me if I can yeah. go back to <laughs> I mean, you know, and they've stepped away from, you know, Joanna, who is my operations manager, who is an angel sent from heaven above. She really can run the business now on her own. I mean, that's how I have freedom. I mean, she is a worker and she was a mechanical engineer. And decided, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. I think I'm gonna be a dog trainer. See, I got options. There yeah. we go. My, <laughs> my wife, my wife is listening. He's like, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you would, and you can do it part time. Uh, but yeah, that's. I may it's take hard. you up on it. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep that in the back of my head. I'm having so much fun. We want to keep training. It's fun. It is. Yeah. A, it is a ton of fun. I'm upset. Even Philip hears about it. I know you. I do. I, do. <laughs> I know you hear about it all the time. But but I'm very very geeky. So in fairness, I'm kind of fascinated with it because yeah. for me, training dogs, it, it's so similar to what I see in trend lines and like human psychology, mm. right? When you, when you get really into the different dogs and their personalities and you really have to become a psychological expert of, of, of dogs in this case. A hundred percent. I find that fascinating. I think it's so cool. And that's why it's a science, right? Cause you're learning more and more about dogs. The you know, there's more and more tests and data that we learn about what going through dogs and how they learn and all that kind of stuff. But also there's a lot of psych 101 with people. Right. Because the thing is, is that all the dogs have a person. Um, and so there's people come and go, I'm so great with dogs. I'm so and I'm like, that's terrific. However, how are you with people? Because it's really what we're doing is we're training people to train dogs. Are there things that frustrate you? Do you have pet peeves about about dog owners that you see? Mm -hmm. Yes. What, what, are, what are some of your biggest pet peeves? People every day say, you know, what's the hardest thing? You know, it's staffing is very difficult, um, all of that. However, um, it's uh, training people is the hardest thing. Training people way harder to train than training dogs. Um, and, um, you know, it is... Uh, people stuck in old school ways is a, is a problem that we hear constantly the dominance kind of a thing. That's a big one that just will not let go. This idea that my dog wants to be the boss of me and I got to be the boss of them and I need to alpha roll them and things like that. You're not that breaking makes the horse. Cuckoo. It's very strange. Yeah, it, it makes me cuckoo when they've got these little tiny babies. You know, I'm like, this dog does not want to be the boss of you. Okay, I promise. Um, and uh, there is a, and then a lot of times it is very much like marriage counseling. 
Mm. Um, a, a lot of times um, where people are not on the same page and I'll ask a question and the wife will say yes and the husband will say no at exactly the same time. And I'm like, okay, well, that's why we're here. That's cool. Um, and then people who just don't want, they want, that's why I don't do any, I've done it before in my life, board and train situations or anything like that. As you know, I need the people to be very involved. And so people who want to not be involved who just want us to do it themselves, we just don't do that. If you want to find out how the the tips and tricks that Stephanie has for you, either how to train your dog and how to become, uh, you know, one with your your pet um, or your best friend, then you need to go to believeindog.com and sign up for classes and check it out. Because uh, I, I will say this, it, it's a really welcoming environment when you walk mm, in. Nice, so I wanted you. to compliment you thank on that you. because we, we've, we looked at several different places and we, we always feel very at home. It, it's a little kind of Zen garden. Like as you walk in, it's, it's really nice that, you know, all the staff has been very good. And, and of course I'm like a, a child now, you know, I know that the toys and everything are for the dogs and they're that, you know, when we just, <laughs> but did you have to tell them? But, but, <laughs> but, but every time, but every like, time I walk uh, Mr. in there, Chambers, um, <laughs> That's for the dogs, actually. You might want to wash your hands. <laughs> but sometimes they get like new toys or new like things. And so every time, because they do it by seasons, like all of a sudden the, the, the Valentine's Day stuff came out <laughs> and, and, and all this, you know, and it's I'm fantastic. like, and, and then you have to look. It's I'm fantastic. like, oh, Avery would love that. But it was like, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, so anyway. Can't it, take you anywhere. I, I, just, I know, I know. I'm sorry. That's the best. I, I love that. So I get suckered in. And Missy's like, because we literally, when we leave, she's like, are we getting anything today? <laughs> like, <laughs> you have and, to get Valentine's you know, things. But and... we were just supposed to pick her up. We're... <laughs> We walk anyway. So you so. so so some of this stuff is actually offered up for the owners to buy and bring oh, home with them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got a retail store. Oh know, okay. A boutique. Yeah. Oh for sure. It's all training stuff, but it's enrichment and puzzles and toys and things like that. But we have grown into seasons and holidays and and all of that and oh, professional pictures. There's photo shoots. I was about to say there's photo shoots. See now you see. That's not. I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. This is making my Halloween costume questions. <laughs> yeah. Stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And there's activities. We do activities with the puppies. You know, paw painting and you know all kinds of stuff like that. I have. I have a little. I have a little <laughs> puppy koozie. Pinot and Picasso. You know? <laughs> hey, don't laugh. I have, a, I have a little. I have a little koozie with with Amy's little paw on the back. It says Happy Father's Day. I'm not laughing. I'm worried about <laughs> you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I, I go overboard with everything anyway, no, right? I so, kid. I get it. I'm jealous. People I'm jealous. love it. People I, love we it. could. We could. There's. I'm sure there's a pup. Oh, I'm for sure. You. Yeah. I have no. I have no doubt. But as we discussed earlier, it's got to be floofy and it's got to be a ten year old girl's choice. So. Uh, there, all right. There you go. Well, with, I'm sure easy. we can make that oh, happen. Easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. It's so easy. I, I, I will say this though. One thing that you know we're jumping back to some pet peeves and stuff. I mean. You, when you're not at work and you kind of say, because I know we, I walk around here, I have people mm. at complex, people that don't pick up after their dogs or they just, you know, little things like that. I, I just, for me, kind of drives you crazy. Do you ever find yourself just in your, in your own environment outside of work becoming just one of those neighbors? Just, you know, it's like, excuse me. And then someone just, you, you know, because I, I feel like, if they knew who you were, you would have great neighbors around you. Like, <laughs> you, like you should like put make sure you put a sign out or something in, in your yard, and they're right. like they're like, oh, we, we, 
we can't we got to clean it up now i mean it's <laughs> the dog up. lady's place right. well you know? i mean I, I try you know i i don't I, outside of work i try not to give everybody my opinion all the time but yeah it drives me cr- i hate seeing people punishing their dogs i see that often yanking on their leashes and you know yelling at them things like that i'm just wanting to go i could help you you know you don't have to do that really um and as you know one of the things that i really hate is on-leash greetings um two dogs greeting each other and then going crazy and doing all mm. the things um and but you know that being said sometimes i'm like i want to make sure that people don't know that i live here because i allow my dogs to do things that maybe people would go those dogs are crazy and misbehaving because as you know um for me it's not a box like this is a dog that the dog box that they have to do this and they have to do that this is your relationship and you get to decide what you care about and what you don't and for me my dogs you know i live in the heights where we have front yards and um um, they love going out and barking at people walking by and that's kind of their job that's kind of an instinctual thing that dogs like to do um i practice calling them back but i don't worry about it so much i really don't care i see people punishing their dogs for that which makes me insane Um, Mm. getting very very angry with their dogs for barking in the front yard at somebody walking by that is kind of one of the reasons we have them isn't it so that they can say hey there's a bad guy around um so i let my dogs do stuff like that that's my choice i let my dogs jump on me um i will let them pull me on the leash sometimes um i let them bark at the fence all that kind of stuff so you know sometimes i'm like maybe they shouldn't know that i'm here because yeah, I, I'm I guess doing you want to like be like a low profile i guess like, that, that at, would this, make this more is the sense. dog trainer's house look at those dogs go, like... losing their minds you know <laughs> no that, ki- that, that, that kills me too the, the whole barking thing because obviously you don't want to disturb neighbors i understand sure. that but but, Excessive bark. But yeah, but when you're asking something to change anywhere from what twenty to a hundred thousand years of evolution, it's a bit like telling a tiger to lose its stripes, right? It doesn't make any sense that people do that. It's That's very weird. terrific. I think that people just don't have that. In- I mean, they think they have an idea of what it, I call it the Disney idea, right? The Disney idea of what the puppy should be and what their dog, what they want their dog to be. But I always say, tramp. Yeah. <laughs> I call it doggy hobbies, right? Natural doggy hobbies are their instinctual behaviors, things that they love to do, just dogs love to do. And I think that it's a really dirty trick that we play on dogs where we bring them into our house and then they try to do natural doggy hobbies and we declare them a behavioral problem. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. So, uh, again, if you guys are wanting to find out how to get a hold of Stephanie or get into her program, uh, learn a little bit more, or just enjoy some fantastic videos on Instagram, uh, you can go to believeindog.com. Also, in our episode description, we're going to have all of her information so you can find out uh, if you have a puppy or know somebody and would like to find out more information, you can absolutely give them a call and she will love to talk to you. I know because she was welcoming to us. Yeah, we'll have links below for clickety clickities. But I would like to say also, I welcome your comments. Anybody who has stories about things that they've seen that they want to share with us or share with Stephanie about owners behaving badly with their dogs, <laughs> you know, bring well, them on. Actually, I'd like I, to hear it. Actually, I'd like to know what you guys think, uh, what dog we should fill up 
floofy dogs, Philip's floofy dog should be. So uh, send some pictures. We'll, we'll start weaving them out a little bit. Yeah, but please, no, no, no like Japanese subways with the backpacks and the little head sticking up. That uh, I, I can draw the Chinese line somewhere. Crested. No, crested? Is yeah, that, Chinese yeah, crested, crested. Yeah, Chinese crested. Yeah. That will be your foofy dog. No, we got to get them a rescue. We'll find a floofy and rescue. Easy. Oh, boy. Here there's, we go. There's, here there's, we there's go. plenty of floofies. Yeah, you floofy. Floofy. This, this one, the man has the, the shih tzu as a, as a dog. Of course, you bring up the That's, Chinese that, dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, that was my, my wife just loves that breed. Uh, but anyway, so thank you so much. But before we get out of here, uh, we're going to let you join one of our favorite, becoming one of our favorite segments. It is time for Neighbor Tweets. <laughs> okay, so it is the part of the show where we get to scour the internet and find your <laughs> lovely tweets that all you fantastic neighbors leave that are loving, hateful, angry, hilarious, <laughs> oh, whatever you guys, we like to hear what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> By the way, we're discovering that most of these tweets to your neighbors are exactly how the whole Karen phenomenon came to be. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. So the first tweet today comes from Uncle Sam at Uncle Sam Johnson. <laughs> and he says, the uh, at neighbors app should really just be renamed quote, I heard a loud noise and I'm sure it was gunfire, quote. What, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, does Uncle Sam, is, is, does he have a point? Is it really, is, so the, is the neighbor app, is, is it really just like a crime watch? I'll take a quick stab at this one because I ha I do have all those apps. I do have the the next door mm -hmm, app. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. We have a Facebook group for, for our neighborhood where we live here in Houston. Yep. And I will say about 40% of what I see posted up is, I just heard gunfire when... <laughs> There's usually no gunfire, and then car backfires. Yeah, and then <laughs> often just people being way weirdly racist when they don't mean to be. You know, it's like they're profiling people all the time. Like I saw this guy, and like I don't face, say Facebook anything, kicked you know. me off, so Suspicious. I have to do it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's just say it's, it's in, in my neighborhood. It's normally not somebody posting up about like the nicely dressed white man. They say, "Well, I'm walking, saw walking down the street," and it's just, it's very disturbing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with uh, old Uncle Sam. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that you're with old Uncle Sam in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Johnson. Yeah. Um, how about you? Are you on any of these apps? Oh yeah, next door. We do next door. Okay. We actually, you know, we actually get referred a lot on next door. Oh, so it's a great. positive thing. So there is a positive thing. People ask for dog training, and we um, do get referred on there a lot. However, I I can I think it's drama too, and the biggest drama that cracks me up the most, and it happens a lot, and you probably see it on yours too, are people getting mad at other people for picking up their dog poop in a bag, tying the bag, and putting it in the, their, their trash can. Their trash can. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? I'm it's like, a trash can that lives it, outside. It, at least it's in a trash can. Yeah. You know, right. they picked it up. Now, they put it in a bag. Now there is, there are people though, and and we've witnessed actually uh, other episodes in our show. We witnessed like cameras that catch people when they pick it up. They just put it on top of the trash can. Oh. Now that drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, a different story. I, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm just Such like a nice really? balmy August you, Houston yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You could you couldn't yeah. just just go two inches and then <laughs> just you know toss it. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, weird. Yeah, no, so, that's gross. That's opening that's going to be this steaming pile of dog feces on top of the black can to bake in the sun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, people people do misunderstand that though, and it's a funny thing because I. I actually couldn't help myself. Again, I'm geeky. So when these arguments pop up, I, I sometimes I have to contribute. And <laughs> let, let it out. Let it out, Phil. Well, I, I looked up the, the Houston city law about mm. that. And, oh, is that and, right? Yeah. 
And, and, and guess what, everybody? If you live in the Houston area, I hate to break it to you, but when your can hits the curb, it is not your property. It's actually the property of the city of Houston. Awesome. And any civilian in Houston can use it mm. for their dumping when it's on the curb. It becomes public city property. Oh, wow. Isn't so, that interesting? Yeah. There you go. So, you know, if it's behind your house on your property line, it might be a little different if somebody's walking up yeah, with their dog Yeah, then I would ways. say give but, somebody else a call, yeah, yeah. And not Ghostbusters. Yeah, then, then Karen, you made your neighbor mad. So <laughs> exactly. You should be figuring that one out, right. I think, on your own accord. All right. Well, that was good. That was a good take. All right. So our next tweet comes from Jacob at Bolt2Up. Mm. So anyway, so Jacob interesting all right his I'm, I'm picturing a scene from pulp fiction this is weirding me out <laughs> yeah. his tweet is says someone opened my bedroom door in the dream and it scared me so much i woke up when i fell back asleep i had a dream i was trying to steal sodas from my neighbor's fridge because he had weird rare flavors this is the most confusing thing I've ever heard. I, what? I, I, know. I don't know what you said. I, I, exactly. I, I was I was baffled myself when I read it. And I just became Hank Hill. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn it, boy. Speak English. <laughs> I, to my understanding that this tweet is, he had a dream, and at some point in his dream, he went back to sleep and then stole sodas from his neighbor's fridge. Would you tell, if you had a dream similar to this, would you tell your neighbors that you had this type of dream? Uh, I think if I had a dream similar to this, I'm telling a psychiatrist. <laughs> I, I I don't really know how to or, respond or, or, to this. Or us on the show. Or us on the show. <laughs> yeah. I think I would. I think I would fess up. You would fess up? I think so. Okay. Would you fess up to something like that? I don't think so. No? No. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think I just like, like, they think it I'm weird. Exist. Why do I need to give them more ammunition? <laughs> I, I would I because I talk too much, I would probably fess up. Not not in my my plan would probably to say nothing. And then I would just talk mm, to them, right. and, and it would come out. And now I'd just be like, you know what? I, <laughs> you know, Jacob, I, I will say, if, if you are listening to this show, and you and you know that your tweet came up in in the the you know neighbors don't knock uh, world, um, <laughs> I, I used to sleepwalk really really badly, uh, especially when I was younger. When Ooh. I was my, oh wow, when I was a kid, and then through my teens, and it was bad. Like I, I would go down the street. Three o'clock in the morning as like an wow. eight year old. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really crazy. Wake up in the middle of nowhere, and it's often, how you can run the marathon next year. Oh my God. Yeah, indeed, there you go. <laughs> I finally pulled off. I said, "Be asleep for it." Um, one one time, I actually had gotten um, cereal and milk out, and I had poured the cereal in the bowl in my dream, and I was pouring the milk on top of it. And when I woke up, I realized that I actually had done all those things, except there was no bowl. So I just had a pile of cereal on the counter, and I was just dumping a gallon of milk. My, wow. my mom, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, oh I guess I was hungry. You know, wow, yeah. that's amazing. It's comedy. <laughs> Indeed. What are you doing? All right, well, Jacob, I hope that your dreams are better. I don't know. Or you get that rare flavor of soda. I, I don't know Indeed. what constitutes... Or that you get the help you need. Exactly. I don't know what constitutes a rare, rare. flavor of soda, though. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't drink yeah. a lot of soda anymore. Yeah. But Expired I does not count as rare. I, Just throwing that out there. Is Big Red still available? Is that still a soda that's available? I think so. It's just rare is to it? find people to like it. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 had a, I had a teacher. I think it was my second grade teacher drank Tab. Wow. All the time, Dab. like like she had cases of it in the class, <laughs> like in one of the closet classrooms. Oh, there's that Hank so. Hill thing again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a nice refreshing glass of tub. Oh. Uh, with that, 
another edition of Neighbor Tweets. All right, so if you guys do have some uh, uh, hilarious, ridiculous, whatever tweets, uh, send them our way. We'd love to see what your neighbors are doing. Indeed. And publicize that across all the social media. Uh, but I mean, It's on Twitter. It's fair game. Yeah, that's true. They put it out there. Indeed. They, they did put it out there. Uh, but again... We want to thank Stephanie for thank hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we had a blast. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Remember, if you guys are looking to get involved, you can go to the links in the episode description or go to believeindog.com and find out information. Um, do you have any big plans for anything coming up or anything that you want to share that's that you might intrigue some of our listeners? Well, we... Um I don't think you guys did this, but we have uh, in the fall, we had a fall festival. Um, And so uh, a lot of the dogs that had done a certain amount of training with us, we went and rented out a ranch uh, an hour away. And we had a uh, hike with 20 off-leash dogs and a hike. And then we went swimming. They went swimming in the Colorado River. And then we came back and we had a fall festival with like hay rides and um, uh, food and activities for the dogs and off-leash play and all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. It's so fun. It's a really great, it's a community builder for sure. Um, And so we are going to have a spring festival Ooh. as well so it, the date has not been decided but we will have that um coming up and so that's just a reason to go do some training because it again it's more advanced people um who get to take those kinds of that's fun fantastic classes. okay yeah. okay well, i'll tell you what when you do have a date let us know we'll be sure to put it up in our social media and add it to the episode description Perfect. yeah and, and i know by the time this episode drops uh super bowl will be over but you mm. don't you don't do puppy bowls or anything oh like that. yeah we'll do that oh okay yeah, so yeah, we'll do so that. if you're watching this and be like oh man you, you you got another year, so there you go. Get yep. that. Get that. Get planning now. Yeah, and start puppy planning day now. We'll do some. We'll we'll you know draw some stuff and we'll do a puppy bowl for oh, sure. Oh, that's gonna be very cool. Very fun. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know that you can always get us every Friday. Um, Philip, I think we are ready to get out of here. I think so, Brian. It was good to see you, buddy. And Stephanie, thank you again so much thank for coming you. on the show. It was that really was fun. fantastic. It was yeah, really it's fun. it's been thank great. You. So, um, new episodes every Friday. You never know which neighbors are gonna be stopping by make sure you like follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast or check us out on youtube uh we want to uh, hear from you you can go to podinbox.com slash neighbors don't knock and leave a free audio message it could end up on the show your it, advice it just might remember we're about halfway through season six we are looking for sponsors for the end of season six and season seven so reach out at admin at neighbors don't knock.com yeah we'll see you guys next week peace out